Hey there, Billy the Kid fans. It's me, Michael Anthony Judicissi. Welcome to All Things Billy. Let me adjust my chair here. Too high for the microphone. And uh, thanks for, if I didn't say it already, thanks for joining me here on today's podcast. Before we get to our main topic, I want to talk about something very important as it relates to anyone interested in the story of Billy the Kid, John Miller, Brushy Bill Roberts, Jesse James, Butch Cassidy, uh, <laughs> the guy Jim Morrison, uh, any, anybody who had this uh, life after death phenomenon. And that is the term confirmation bias. Now, I am giving you the definition from the Encyclopedia Britannica. And I'm reading it verbatim. Confirmation bias, the tendency to process information by looking for or interpreting information that is consistent with one's existing beliefs. This biased approach to decision-making is largely unintentional and often results in ignoring inconsistent information. Existing beliefs can include one's expectations in a given situation and predictions about a particular outcome. People are especially likely to process information to support their own beliefs when the issue is highly important or self-relevant. All right, confirmation bias. You suffer from it. I do too. I think to a degree everyone does. And it's important when you start to pick apart the story of Billy the Kid because some people get so frenetic, frantic, angry over it uh, because of this very specific issue. So I want to go back to um, the uh, definition here and highlight a couple points. It's the tendency to process information by looking for information that is consistent with one's existing beliefs. Now it says looking for or interpreting, but I'll go back to interpreting. In other words, if you have a, a, a predestined opinion belief about something, you're, you absolutely believe that Pat Garrett killed Billy the Kid in Fort Sumner, then you are going to search for information or interpret any information that you find, which is called an opinion, by the way, uh, to support that. That's just the way you're going to do it. And I see this, this is rampant across the uh, message boards and social media groups and commentary on my channel that people have an opinion they get sometimes some facts that support that opinion, and then they refuse to open the door to allow other facts in. And very often what they're confirming their bias with is, aren't even facts. So here's, uh, let me, I wasn't prepared to do this part, but yeah, let me uh, see if I can get to one of them that I found today, as a matter of fact. Stand by comments. And I'm going to talk about comments um, <laughs> uh, just a bit here. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Um, it, well, actually, here's a couple of them, actually. Uh, here's one. I've always understood that Brushy Bill had like 27 assorted bullet and knife wounds that matched kid narrative. Okay. Uh, we don't know of 27 assorted bullet or knife wounds on Billy the Kid. So whether that's true or not, that Brushy Bill had 27 
bullet or knife wounds, which he very may, may very well have had, that doesn't confirm anything other than the guy was jacked up. I mean, I mean, he got shot and stabbed a lot, but it doesn't match anything because there's nothing or very little to match it to. But that's an example of confirmation bias. Here's what I understood. Here's what I heard. So it must be true. Here's another one. Oliver Roberts has convinced me myself that he is who he says he is. We couldn't even exhume the body at that cemetery and straighten anything out because there's likely no body in there. Okay, that's an opinion, likely. I, and I, I deal in opinion, so I'm good with that. Uh, the se- that's and this is not an opinion. That cemetery flooded, and all of the caskets washed down the river. Some caskets fell open. That's confirmation bias to say that there's no body in the grave, except the fact that the caskets, all of the caskets washed down the river and some were open, never ever happened. We know for a fact that that never happened, and we know the sanctity of the cemetery remained at least until 1906. And there's and there's documented proof of that. Um, Oliver Roberts was identified by several separate individuals. That is true. In his, in old West writings, you'll be hard pressed to find published narratives that Pat Garrett, in fact, killed Billy the kid. That is untrue. That is confirmation bias working. And it's really just making something up. There are a number of interviews with Pat Garrett by uh, territorial newspapers after the fact where he described the killing, where he talked about the kid. Uh, so it's very easy to find those. But if you don't want to find them, you won't. That part, uh, this is a continuation, that part came about later Later on with the film industry. No, no, it didn't. Um, the, uh, uh, I'll stop. <laughs> it's enough. Anyway, you get the idea. So when you're biased towards something, you're going to either look for facts that confirm what you believe, or you're just going to make stuff up. You're just going to simply make it up. Uh, I remember when Trump was president, he said something during a, I don't know, a press conference or an interview, uh, some, some, you know, distasteful, you know, bullying thing. I mean, that, that was not unusual with Trump anyway, but, and he was being interviewed by somebody else and they asked him about it and he said, I never said that. And so they played him the, the video, the tape of him saying it, and he just ignored it and just went on a rant about something else. And if you find people now that aren't, that want to believe that, Donald Trump didn't say that, they'll point to the the answer where he says, I didn't say that. They'll Their bias will push them past the documented fact, here's the video of you saying it, to the answer where you say you didn't say it, and then we just move on. So I wanted to make sure that I'm not suffering from confirmation bias. In fact, I asked uh, my buddy James Townsend today, how do I know that I'm not? How do I know that, you know, whatever I believe here, which is irrelevant, you know, what I believe, who cares? You care what you believe, but how do I know that I'm not? And, and he said, you know, I, I take a look at the evidence and I try to follow where the evidence leads me, right? Where it reasonably leads to. And so, uh, that's what I'm going to attempt to do today because, (coughs) pardon me, holy cow. <laughs> that caught me by surprise. Um, because today we're going to talk about only one thing, and that is Brushy Bill Roberts' birthday. When was he born? And we're going to see about following the evidence to do so. But before I do that, I have to apologize to some of you, and some of you can go stick it. <laughs> the uh, I didn't realize 
I'm, I, look, I'm a relative newbie on YouTube. I've been building the channel for a year, but it's not like I'm, uh, you know, I have some deep understanding of all the algorithms and even how everything works. So what I did not realize about YouTube, if this is where you're hearing the show, is that after a certain time period has elapsed when you post a video, YouTube will no longer uh, prompt me or remind me, notify me that there has been a comment on that video. I didn't know that, did you? Um, and so I get um, notifications of new comments on new videos and it, I can't tell you exactly how long, it looks like it's about a month, but it might even be less, it might be two weeks after the video is posted, they stop sending notifications, even though people might and do continue to comment. And so I had cause to look through the uh, YouTube studio. This is kind of the behind the scenes of where videos are posted, the mechanics of it, uh, those kind of things. And I saw the tab labeled comments. And I clicked on it. And son of a gun, if there was not dozens and dozens of comments that I had never seen from older videos. So for most of you that have ad asked a question and uh, didn't get an answer, or, or even made a comment that, you know, deserved an answer. I never saw it. My apologies. And I've gone back and rectified a number of those, but I mean, there's just too many at this point. Um, I mean, even if I filter out the ones that are, let's see, response status, I haven't responded. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even tell me how many there are, but I'm I'm still scrolling, I'm still scrolling, I'm still scrolling, I'm still scrolling. I mean, there's got to be hundreds of them here. Yeah. Jeez, it's still going. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are from the same person over and over and over and over. Uh, yeah, wow, I really needed to go back, uh, way back here. I mean, there's hundreds of these comments. I'm not going to be able to get to them all. So my apologies to you. Uh, my uh, promise is that going forward, I know now how to check for some of those older comments or new comments on older videos, and I will keep an eye on that. Now, for the ones, there's a there's a published and then there's a tab for held for review, and that's the ones where, you know, it's either spam or somebody just like tearing into you. I think I was called an intellectual pygmy by... <laughs> by one person, um, somebody else, you know, really just distasteful stuff like you fucking blah, blah, blah. You didn't even answer this person's question. So, um, so those people have just been banished. Uh, if you're going to be an asshole, you, you, there's no place around here. If you disagree, that's fine. I don't care about that. So uh, the comments now are being <laughs> monitored, but if you didn't get an answer on an old comment, in the last, I don't know, 48 hours, you're probably not going to get one. I can't, I can't go back and reply to hundreds and hundreds of these. And some of them are just statements. And sometimes they're not even questions for me. They're questions for the person who wrote the initial comment. And, and I, I can't figure all that out. So there you go. All right. So we're talking about confirmation bias. We're talking about comments. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the real birthday. See if we can figure it out of one Ollie P. Roberts, alias William Henry Roberts, alias Billy the Kid, alias Brushy Bill Roberts. And we'll be right back after this. And we are back. 
Thank you. Hey, by the way, for uh, for those that have subscribed to the YouTube channel, I really do want to thank you. Um, coming up on a thousand subscribers, uh, almost 950 as of right now. And uh, the pace of people subscribing has picked up. It's been a very long kind of interesting journey to get close to a thousand and hopefully go over it and then continue on. Uh, but uh, thank you, really, whether you agree with me or not, whether you think I'm a, <laughs> an intellectual pygmy or an intellectual Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> or some probably somewhere in between, uh, I, uh, I appreciate you uh, tuning in. And uh, thanks very much. We'll, we'll work on continuing to bring you stuff. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. So Brushy Bill Roberts claim it to being Billy the Kid. And there's so much to unpack in Brushy Bill's story that, you know, to do it in one podcast, the, the thing would be, you know, really, really long and probably get really boring. So I'm not going to do that. I wanted to focus on one issue and then we'll take a look at another issue, uh, you know, at some point in the near future. But but the the biggest question tends to be, was Brushy Bill old enough to be Billy the Kid? Now, uh, we go back to uh, the last podcast. Was John Miller old enough to be Billy the Kid? Yeah. Yeah, based on the things that we were able to ascertain about his movements around the Southwest when he appeared at certain times, what his death certificate says, it's very likely that John Miller was old enough to be Billy the Kid, although unequivocally he was not Billy the Kid. Um, so... With any claimant, and there was a number of claimants uh, to being Billy the Kid. There was one in Magdalene. I can't remember his name, Hop Along or something like that, uh, Tag Along. There is one in the East Mountains of New Mexico out near uh, Moriarty. And uh, again, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, you know those they were very minor claimants or people thought they were Billy the Kid. But if you search, you'll find you know a dozen, 15, 20, if you really polish up your your uh, uh, magnifying glass of people that either said they were Billy the Kid or people said they were Billy the Kid. But now, the two big ones are Miller and Roberts. And the first thing you have to ascertain over anything else is, were they old enough or were they too old? And uh, I don't think either man was too old. So let's take a look at Brushy Bill Roberts. Uh, without going into uh, you know much more of his story, uh, in the book, Alias Billy the Kid by C.L. Sonichen. I always thought it was Sonicson, but it must be Sonichen. That's the way Gail Cooper pronounces it, and I've watched a couple of her videos. Uh, and William Morrison, although the book was essentially written by Sonichen based on Morrison's notes. The claimed date of birth is the last hour of the last day of the year 1859, kind of poetic prose. So born December 31st, 1859. And this is apparently from Brushy himself. Uh, so uh, Brushy gave this information. The biggest problem with any of this stuff, with anything that Brushy said or purportedly, purportedly said, is that what you're getting is Morrison's transcription or uh, uh, I guess transcription of that. The tapes, if they even exist, which I... I would think they do, are not available for you and I to listen to. It would be very enlightening if they were. It'd be great, in fact, if we could just listen to the tapes on our own and not have anybody tell us what they said. 
because two things are possible then. The first thing is somebody could make a mistake, have a misunderstanding of what was said and transcribe it differently. And the second thing is, since we're not allowed to listen to the tapes, then you could easily conclude that this person uh, changed the answers, massaged the answers to get the outcome they wanted. And that may have, there's certainly accusations of that happening, something I'll share with you in a coming episode by a modern day historian. But anyway, so December 31st, 1859, uh, Brushy says he's uh, born in Buffalo Gap, Texas. Okay, so that's at the, that's at the low end, December 31. In other words, that's the oldest he could be. There's no uh, testimony or any sort of information that says he was born in 1855, 50, 40, 30. So if he's born in 1859, he's old enough to be Billy the Kid. The problem is he might be too old. The 1859 birthday came almost exclusively from Ash Upson substituting his own birthday in November into Pat Garrett's book, The Authentic Life of Billy the Kid. And uh, there's no corroboration of that anywhere. In fact, in the 1880 census, Billy is recorded as a cattle worker uh, living with Charlie and Man Manuela Bowdry at 25 years old. And if that's correct, then that means Billy's born in 1855. And that makes Brushy not old enough. So when, when you want to, you know, investigate the story of Brushy Bill, you got to put your flag in the sand somewhere. And the flag they chose is December 31, 1859. The only legal document, at least that exists that we know about at this point, the only legal document that confers a, a year of birth upon Billy Bonney is the 1880 uh, census in Lincoln County, which says he was 25 years old. And we can go back and say, hey, we have no idea who gave that information. It could have been Billy. He could have lied. He could have told the truth. It could have been somebody else who lied or told the truth. We don't know. But it's an official government document. This birthday of December 31st in 1859 in the book Alias Billy the Kid is not. The current evidence, when you talk to uh, people that knew Billy in Silver City in school, shows that he may have been even younger than the 21 years he was uh, bestowed with upon his potential death in Fort Sumner, which would mean he was born in the years after 1859, 60, 61, 62, somewhere in there. But Brushy says it's December 31, 1859, Morrison, Sonishin, and essentially everybody else afterward pick that up and say, well, that's when he was born. So that you wanted the mystery of when Billy the Kid was born, then you've got it. So there's your low side. But let's go to the high side. In uh, 1987, December 16th, 1987, uh, Brushy Bill's niece, Geneva Pittman, and she was, I think she lived in Canton. I know she lived in Canton at the end of her life because I looked it up and tried to get in touch with some of her relatives. And I live, or I have a home, uh, within 10 or 15 miles of Canton. Uh, Geneva Pittman writes this letter to the Billy the Kid Outlaw Gang founder, Joe Bolin. Bolin also owns the museum uh, next to the cemetery down in Fort Sumner. I'm going to read you the uh, transcript of the letter. There's a picture of the letter here. 
So you don't have to believe the transcript. It's just the picture is, is just really poor quality or a scan. And so when you enlarge it to make it big enough to read, it's kind of tough other than the tagline at the bottom. But here is the letter that Brushy Bill Roberts' niece, Geneva Pittman, wrote to Billy the Kid Outlaw Gang founder Joe Bolin in 1987. Dear sir, the reason you are not finding my family is you don't have the right name. My grandfather was H.O. Roberts married to Shara. I think she meant Sarah is in quotation marks. Sarah Elizabeth Ferguson on May 14th, 1876. Oliver P. Roberts was Brushy Bill's name. I don't know what the P was for. He was born August 26th, 1879. I have the family Bible record. My husband thinks I should not tell you anything unless I know what your interests are with my family. A William A. Tunstill, blah, 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 Roswell, New Mexico, is also writing me asking questions which I have not written. He also has come up with a Ben Roberts as my great-grandfather who is from Kentucky, with a question mark, and settled near Austin, 1835. I would also like this to be settled as I know my Uncle Oliver was not Billy the Kid, Mrs. Geneva Pittman. I'm sorry if I called her Miss. It's Mrs. So in 1987, that's pretty recent memory for me. <laughs> Some of you weren't even born yet. Uh, there's this letter from Geneva Pittman that says, I have the family Bible record. And in, in this bottom, this last tagline before she signs it, she writes it in much bigger print and says, my uncle Oliver was not, underline, underline, Billy, underline, underline, the kid, underline, underline. She wants it to be settled. I know my uncle Oliver was not Billy the kid. All right. So now we have a birth date of 1879. That clearly disqualifies Brushy as being Billy the Kid because uh, when supposedly having his gunfight to escape Fort Sumner uh, from Pat Garrett, he would be two years old if that's true. Uh, actually, would it be two? Let's see, uh, 79. No, he, would, he wouldn't yet be two. He would be one year and uh, 11 months. Hey, how old am I? <clears throat> in months. Let's see. I'm 702 months old. <laughs> Imagine your mother. That was like a, a bit from uh, City Slickers with uh, Billy Crystal when his mother still taught. He's 480 months old today. <laughs> Man, I've lived a lot of months. All right, so this is the high side, uh, 1879, which means when uh, Brushy goes in front of Governor Mabry, 1950, he's 71, not 91. So we've got a pretty big discrepancy there. This is a family member who claims to have the family Bible record. And so it's easy if you're, if you're confirmation biased toward believing Pat Garrett's story and you just want to throw Brushy on the scrap heap, it's easy to say, hey, look at this. This is a family member. It's not some bullshit made up by an author who you know, coached this guy to, to be someone he wasn't. This is a family member who has the Bible. Well, there's a problem with that. Where's the Bible? Have you ever seen it? I haven't. Have you ever seen a photograph of it? I haven't. Did Joe Boland say, hey, that's great. Can I see the Bible? Can I come and take a look at it? Take some photographs, compare the information in it to 
you know, other people on your family tree? I don't know. I don't think so. All we've ever heard is I have the Bible and he was born in 1879. And this could be complete bullshit too. So I am, I am working my own uh, confirmation bias out of the equation here by saying I'm willing to throw out Brushy Bill's birthday and the poetically last hour of the last day of the last month of 1859. But I'm also willing to throw out Geneva Pittman's assertion that Brushy was born December, uh, I'm not December, that was when she wrote the letter, August 26th, which is my cousin David's birthday, by the way, August 26th, 1879. I'm ready to throw that one out as well. Because there's absolutely no proof. It's one person's word. And unless you, if you say, hey, I just know it because I was there, that's one thing. But if you say, I know it because I have the family Bible, that means you have tangible, hard evidence will produce it. And we haven't seen it. So I don't believe that Brushy Bill Roberts was born August 26th. 1879, thereby completely disqualifying him from being Billy the Kid. I just don't believe it. So we've gotten rid of the low and the high side. We have eliminated those from contention. And this is just deductive reasoning. If you don't agree with me, don't agree. But I'm giving you my opinion based on the facts that I see in front of me. December 31st, 1859 could be right, but there's zero proof. August 26th, 1879 could be right, but there's zero proof. But there are proofs of other dates that Brushy Bill Roberts could have been born. And we'll get into those when we come back after this. We are back with the Brushy Bill birthday extravaganza. Bake that cake. Hey, I wonder what kind of birthday cake Brushy would have liked. Was he like a chocolate guy? You know, chocolate cake, chocolate frosting, chocolate, all that stuff. For me, I think it would be like a banana and strawberry kind of filling between a white cake with uh, maybe some chocolate frosting or something. Uh, some buttercream frosting or something on top. But I wonder what what uh, what old Brushy liked. We know what young Billy liked, Pendleton. No, the white cake with the sweet frost, if you remember from Young Guns. Okay, uh, so there are some very tangible, and let me go back. We know what Geneva Pittman said. We don't know what Brushy said. We just know what William Morrison or Sonishin said that Brushy said. Uh, because we're not allowed to hear the tapes. so uh, they, But they both could be wrong. But there are things that are concrete that you can look at when you're trying to determine the birth year, at least, of Brushy Bill Roberts. Uh, so the first one is the fake uh, tombstone and the fake grave in Hamilton, Texas, the county seat of Hamilton County. Hamilton County. Now, I understand this grave was built out near the front of the cemetery so that people weren't trampling over, you know, other people's graves to get there. So this is, I think, at least from what I've heard, it's acknowledged as a fake grave. It's more of a memorial. And this one says, William Henry Roberts, a.k.a. Billy the Kid, 
born 31 December 1859, died 27 December 1950. Uh, and that uh, gives him an age of uh, 90. Yeah, he didn't make it to 91. He, he missed 91 by four days. So he was close. He didn't quite get there. So that's one. It's written. It's carved, literally carved in stone. And uh, somebody uh, thought enough of that date to put it there. Th interestingly, the other, uh, an original headstone of Brushy Bill's pauper grave, somewhere in the back of the cemetery, which uh, somebody knows where it is. I don't know that it's even marked anymore, but you probably have seen this if you haven't go online. And it's a very crude, looks almost like poured cement that somebody you know, took a stick and wrote in and Brushy Bill's original headstone when he died back in 1950 was Ollie L. Roberts. And, and the, the S is backwards in two um, situations, meaning that whoever did this is either illiterate or somewhat illiterate, or they, uh, that was like some artistic touch, but it, I mean, it looks like a, a school kid wrote this. Ollie L. Roberts with a backwards S that looks like a two. Brushy Bill with an S that looks like a two. 1231-1868 to 1227-1950. The birthday, December, th the last hour of the last day of the year, 1868. And that's when he died right after he died and the body's now gone through the wake and they're going to bury it. That's the tombstone they make. That carries a lot more weight than a made up tombstone over a fake grave that, you know, is acknowledged to be a fake grave. December 31st, 1868. So let's do the math. Uh, if, uh, if uh, Brushy's born 18, the last day of 1868, he fights in the Lincoln County War at, he would not turn 10 until December 31st, 1878. So he fights in the Lincoln County War at nine years old. And I have never seen a contemporary account of Billy the Kid being young enough to be fighting, killing, murdering men at nine years old. Not in any uh, even fantastical text, have I ever seen anything like that? That means when Pat Garrett attempts to kill Billy in Fort Sumner, this Billy born in 1868, and that's in July of 81. So we'll credit him with 12, not yet 13 years old. So 12 years old and Garrett guns him down. Oh no, doesn't. I'm sorry. Garrett guns down Billy Barlow and then 12 year old Brushy you know, rushes across, empties his pistols, you know, gets shot three times, Mexican woman nurses him back to health, and then he goes and lives with the Yaki Indians at 12 years old. So I'm not sure how you square that versus either of the other birthdays in night or dates of birth in, in 1859 or 1879. But this one is tangible. And this one is a lot closer to the to the person, because it's done immediately after he's interred into the ground, then this 
fake one that's done for tourists and is a, an acknowledged fake grave. So as of right now, I'm willing to go with an 1868 date of birth for Brushy Bill Roberts, but let's just hold that as a placeholder because there is definitely more. All right. There are census records. Now, if you follow the Brushy Bill story, it gets really confusing. Um, <laughs> I was when I was doing some research for this uh, online. It uh, I did a Google search and it prompted me to a Facebook post. And it's it's interesting. I don't know exactly. It doesn't take you and open up Facebook. It just takes you to a web page of the Facebook post. So it's not like you can interact with it. And um, so I looked at it, but and I'm 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 paraphrasing here because I didn't save it. But it was, you know, from one of the brushy build groups, obviously. And it's the person writing it said, hey, listen, all you brushy build people, let's calm down and slow down here. This can be, we know it can be really hard to follow this story, especially when people start adding other information. So, so we don't confuse anybody, you know, basically nobody say anything because everybody's going to get confused. And then it started to try to pick apart the family tree of brushy. So even in the, their own group, they go, this is really like twisted and confusing and nobody's following it. And we're, we're kind of ruining our chances of, you know, coming to an agreement. And that is very, very common when you look at the kind of the twisted tale. But nevertheless, um, there are census records. And I'm going to uh, tell you what a few of them say. And the reason I brought that up is because the, the, the story is that Ollie Roberts died. That was like, I think a cousin of Brushy Bill. And then Brushy Bill went to see his aunt and she was so distraught. He just started pretending he was Ollie, even though 10 years older than Ollie. And she just accepted him as her son. Like she didn't realize that her son had suddenly advanced in age from 12 to 22 uh, or, you know, something like that, which is pretty far-fetched, but hey, let, let's go with it. Okay. So here are some uh, census records. <clears throat> Oliver P. Roberts, which Geneva Pittman says is her uncle's real name. And we know all Ollie P. Roberts existed. There's photographs of him. Uh, in in uh, age one in 1880, Arkansas. In the 1900 Hopkins County, Texas census, Ollie P. Roberts, age 20. 1900, age 20, born in 1880 or 1879, just depending on when they took the census. And if the if the birthday is, you know, December 31st, then yeah, it'd still be 20. Um, age 30 in the 1910 Van Zant County, Texas census. Age 30, and I live in Van Zant County, Texas, in Murchison, <clears throat> actually outside of Murchison, which is a nothing town, but where I live is not even a town. And so that's our zip code. So if you're hunting me down, come and get me. <laughs> 30 years old, 1910. In the Van Zant County, Texas census again, 1920, age 41. I don't know how he gained an extra year unless they took the census on December 31st, which I doubt they would do. Uh, because if you've ever spent a December in Texas, 
once summer goes, winter starts and it's just rainy and cold, you know, forever until summer starts again, like a week later. <laughs> uh, okay. Again, Ollie Roberts is in the 1930 Van Zant County census, this time at age 52 with Lutetia or Lucida or, you know, the, whatever the misspelling is. So Brushy gains a year every 10 years. He's, it's like interest you earn on your money. Every 10 years, you get an extra, you have $10, but now you have 11. So that's good. Um, there is a uh, discrepancy on the spelling of Brushy's wife's name, uh, Lutetia, L-O-U-T-I-C-I-A. And in the census, it's Lucida, L-U-T-C-I-D-A. Um, so people say, well, that's not him. I don't know. It's, it's, looks, it's not a very common name and it looks like a misspelling, but okay. Uh, people who uh, believe in the Brushy Bill story say that Ollie P. Roberts, dead and buried 1939 in Alto, Texas. But there's no cemetery record anywhere for a Ollie P. Roberts buried in Alto, Texas, anywhere near 1939. So the, the census, the official government census lists Ollie P. Roberts, who, you know, very likely was Brushy Bill, um, as being born somewhere around 1879 or 1880. That lends credence to Geneva Pittman's assertion. But maybe we should see what Brushy himself says. Because to me, that's probably the most fascinating thing of all. And we'll talk about that after this. We're back with the Brushy birthday bash. I'm thinking of a cool graphic to put on YouTube for this Brushy blowing out, you know, candles on a cake. But I really need to know what kind of cake he liked. I want the guy to have what he wants. Um, by the way, I'm also uh, kind of uh, tapping along the YouTube channel. 948 subscribers, so a few just while I'm recording this episode. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, I do really appreciate you. All right. So maybe Brushy spoke. Well, he definitely spoke to Sonishin. Well, not to to Morrison and then through Morrison to Sonishin. Um and maybe he said the last hour of the last day of the last month of the year, the year of our Lord, 1859, uh, rather poetically in Buffalo Gap, Texas, which did not exist for almost 20 years uh, after that. But that's for another podcast. So maybe he said that. But we know for a fact what Brushy said because we have this. The August 1st, 1947 edition of the Stephenville Empire Tribune, Stephenville, Texas. You can find this on texashistory.unt.edu. That's the University of North Texas, my alma mater. It's really not. But every time I drive to my house in Texas from New Mexico, I go through the UNT campus when you get on uh, I-35 W, I-35 E South. What a horrible numbering system i35e meaning east south 
But anyway, drive right through UNT. And if I ever do go back to school, I'm going to go to UNT as long as they have online classes. The Mean Green. They got a beautiful campus there. All right. So here is the, so you can find it. Uh, and it's Friday, August 1st, 1947. And the headline says, Indian scout who knew Frank Dalton now is living at Heiko. The first paragraph, really the most important in this discussion, Brushy Bill Roberts, 80, of Heiko, old-time Indian scout, recently submitted the following account of some of the highlights of his life to the Empire Tribune for publication. Full stop. Let me read it again. Listen without confirmation bias, please, and just listen to the facts. Brushy Bill Roberts, 80, of Heiko, old-time Indian scout, recently submitted the following account of some of the highlights of his life to the Empire Tribune for publication. These facts came from Brushy himself. He wrote to the paper and told them that, and his age in 1947 is 80 years old. That puts his birthday if I am smart enough to do the math, which most of you believe I am not, somewhere in the neighborhood of 1867 or 1868. And of course, if you look at Brushy Bill's original tombstone or a gravestone, it says he was born in 1868. We're back to a nine-year-old fighting in the Lincoln County War, a 12-year-old fighting it out with Garrett and his deputies and being wounded and then going to the Yaki Indians. Probably at about 13 or 14, he becomes a deputy U.S. Marshal, and et cetera, et cetera. Brushy Bill has submitted, recently submitted the following account. And it continues, born the first day of 1867 at Buffalo Gap in Taylor County, Texas. This is a, quote, a direct quote. Born the first day of 1867 at Buffalo Gap in Taylor County, Texas. I was trained by the Cheyenne Indians for a roper and a rider. <clears throat> Those are Brushy Bill's words. You don't have to interpret them. He submitted them to the newspaper himself. You don't have to believe what Sonishin wrote or Morrison heard or Geneva Pittman says she has as far as proof. You just have to listen to the man himself. First day of 1867. Now, he liked that first day, last hour, last minute, last all that stuff. So if that's true, first day of 1867, then we credit him for being a solid 10 years old. Oh, no, 11 years old when he kills uh, George Hinman or whoever he shot, you know, when Brady was assassinated. And he's a solid 11 years old when he gets into a gunfight with Buckshot Roberts. A solid 11 years old when he helps gun down Morton Baker and McCloskey. 10 or 11 years old. And so you don't have to look much further than what, and this is 18, uh, 1947. This is before he meets Morrison, before the story changes, before he ages automatically. And 
at least to a degree, before he becomes Billy the Kid. I believe brushy Bill Roberts. I believe what he said. I believe he was born the first day of 1867. I don't believe he was born at Buffalo Gap because it did not exist for another 10 years. But I believe Buffalo Gap was a story he told for a while, and he probably was born near the Buffalo Gap, maybe born in Taylor County. I don't believe he was born December 31st, 1859. And I don't believe that the family Bible says he was born on, oh gosh, you're going to make me go back and get it now. I don't believe that he was born on August 26th, 1879. I think we should believe Brushy and not believe anybody who purported to speak for him. We'll be right back after this. All right. Time to wrap up this episode of All Things Billy or All Things Brushy in this case. Um, We have not determined what kind of cake Brushy would like. We've only determined what kind of cake I would like. And my birthday is unequivocally January the 19th. So if you want to, (laughs) if you want to spark up a uh, uh, a birthday cake, then uh, by all means, feel free to do that. Um, If you're far away, we'll probably have to freeze it with some dry ice and uh, get it here but thank you for that but yeah we don't know what brushy's favorite cake was what he enjoyed for his birthday uh seemed to be his favorite color is red but it does not seem that he's old enough to be billy the kid but there's more to investigate but let's go back to where we started oh by the way i want to give you that one uh if you'd like to read the article the article itself on brushy that i just referenced is much longer uh and talks about a number of other uh, uh, a number of uh, other things that he did in his life, and uh, so you can read up on all of those things, all of the uh, stuff that he reported to the paper. Friday, August first, nineteen forty-seven, Stephenville Empire Tribune, Stephenville, Texas, and again the uh, website is texashistory.unt.edu. And if you put that uh, article or that date in, in the newspaper, you'll get that, but you can just put in Brushy Bill and you'll get a number of uh, articles from uh, Times, you know, uh, all across, or not from Times, from uh, articles all across Texas. So enjoy, go crazy. Uh, But I'm taking you back to confirmation bias. Do you have it? Are you willing to let go of it? The tendency to process information by looking for or interpreting information that is consistent with one's existing beliefs. The Pat Garrett crowd points to that Geneva Pittman letter as if it's the Torah, the holy word of God, and cannot be impeached. But it's just a handwritten letter that says something that's probably not true. It's probably not true. And if there's a relative of Geneva Pittman, I would be happy to have you on to talk about it. I would love to see the Bible, but I don't think we ever will. If you take the C.L. Sonishan book, Alias Billy the Kid, 
and uh, take the interviews, and I'm doing air quotes now, since we don't really know what was said because we can't listen to the tapes and take those interviews as gospel, then you have confirmation bias for the Morrison story, that Brushy was born in the last hour of the last day of the last month of the year of our Lord, 1859. Imagine having to say that every time somebody said, hey, Brushy, what's up, pal? When's your birthday? <laughs> My birthday was the last hour of the last day of the last month of the year of our Lord, 1859. <laughs> like you're asleep before he answers the question. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, it's good that I make myself laugh because I know nobody else is. But uh, anyway, yeah, that, uh, that also is confirmation bias totally unproven because nobody's letting us listen to the tapes. Let us see the Bible. If it says what you say it does, then we should see it. Let us listen to the tapes. If they say exactly what you transcribe them to say, then we should be able to hear it. But you're never going to see the Bible and you're never going to hear the tapes, folks. Because either end of that confirmation bias spectrum is just too dug in to let go. So we have to use a non-biased opinion and look at the evidence. And the best evidence for when somebody's birthday is, what they did in life, is what that person actually said, unless you have evidence to the contrary. And what Brushy said is 1867. Confirmation bias is a tough thing to get rid of. And if you don't want the truth, then you don't care about anything that I've talked about today. You only care about confirming your existing bias. If you want the truth, the data is out there. The facts are out there. It's easy to make a very reasonable, common sense decision about things when you just look at the evidence. You don't have to dig for months and months to find this stuff. It's all available to you. You can find it in 15 minutes of searching. So was Brushy Billy the Kid based on his birth date? Absolutely not. Are there is there other evidence that points to him being Billy the Kid? Hmm, there could be. We'll tackle those on another episode of All Things Billy, and you can listen to that right here, wherever you are, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, or YouTube. But thanks so much for joining me. If you want to email the show, billythekidridesagain at gmail.com. If you want to Twitter, at BTK Rides. If you want a, <laughs> if you want a, a, a quick uh, answer to your question on YouTube, you better get it in before two, two weeks of the publication date, but I will check the back things. And if you just want to be insulting and degrading and demeaning and name calling, you can go and do that. And I'll look under that filter once in a while and smile as I X your ass off of here. <laughs> That's all for me. And for all things, Billy, y'all take care. Bye. Bye.